Chapter Five of Miss D. Dunmore Bryant by Pansy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Five, D. Dunmore's Rivals. What does it all mean? Asked Ben at last. His usually cheery face clouded over. I don't understand it, mother. We may be poor, but we are surely not objects of charity. This isn't charity, my boy said mrs bryant with her brightest smile this is grace then seeing that ben's face did not brighten she added speaking very kindly but with a good deal of decision ben dear don't allow yourself to be above receiving kindly and cordial lifts in this world from your brothers and sisters these are not strangers they belong to our father's family we did not appeal to them for a christmas gift but our father knows perfectly well that we are in closer quarters than usual this winter, and, while I had not reached the point of asking any one but him, I am more than thankful that he has put it into the hearts of some of our brothers and sisters to give us a lift towards the rent and the new stove, which seems almost a necessity. "'It seems just like beggars,' said Ben, and his voice was almost scornful." why none of us begged my boy though i hope our pride would not be above even that if it should be plainly shown that it was our duty look here mother's boy the feeling you are nursing now is beneath you it looks just enough like real honest virtue for satan to succeed in deceiving you and i have no doubt he is very much tickled this minute about having done so to go about asking for help or even to be willing to receive help that is unnecessary, is to have a mean nature. But, on the other hand, to be above refusing a heartily offered and kindly meant lift, when one is really in need, shows a mean nature also. You will never be mean in one direction, Ben, and if I were you, I would see to it that Satan didn't outwit me at the other end of the line. Well, but mother— here interposed line it is so queer and strange to have such a thing happen to us whoever heard of a lot of strangers starting up and sending money to people whom they didn't know at all and who didn't ask for any of their help it is strange mused mrs bryant when you talk about a lot of strangers but when one thinks of father and the other children of the family it isn't so strange after all it is just like him line laughed a little and yet her laugh had almost a note of awe in it her mother's way of speaking about god was always wonderful and rather bewildering both to ben and line ben's face was clearing he did not fully understand his mother but he had great faith in her and sense enough to see that her dignity was superior to his he did not want to be mean certainly it was a new idea to him that it was possible for a person to be too small of nature to receive gifts graciously as for daisy she was still so absorbed in loving miss d dunmore that she took no part in this conversation and indeed did not give it her usual attention one sentence however had attracted her and she gave over kissing d dunmore and looked thoughtfully at her mother for a full minute before she asked her grave question mother are we in need yes said ben that's the question 
mrs bryant was still for so long that line looked at her in surprise then gave ben a half reproachful glance as much as to say see how you've made her feel with your questionings children said mrs bryant and her voice trembled a little despite her effort to control it mother doesn't tell you all her cares because you are too young yet to bear their weight but now that the blessed father in heaven has come to us in so wonderful a way perhaps you ought to know that there are a few debts in spite of all i could do pressing upon us one in particular that i could see no way of meeting it has troubled me night and day for weeks though i have not let any of you know about it because i knew you were doing all you could now and it seemed hard to give you any more burdens to think about a few nights ago i was able to leave it in the hands of our father and to say to him that i was willing to trust to his way of leading me though it should be quite in the dark and it did seem dark i can tell you i puzzled my head all one night trying to think of ways in which help might come but i never thought of this one mother said ben his voice grave and respectful i did not understand i mean i did not know you had a trouble before mrs bryant could open her lips to reply to this something else astonishing happened another knock at the door and another box on the steps two of them indeed both directed very plainly to daisy isabel bryant what in the world said ben and then fell to work with hammer and axe to find out daisy pale with excitement laid d dunmore down very carefully and came herself to lift the soft cotton from whatever precious thing lay underneath it another dolly the loveliest little old-fashioned darling dressed in a round waist of rich embroidery with a full baby skirt and a broad embroidered collar and cuffs with real hair on her head and real shoes on her feet and a card in her pretty hand which read i am nelly may and i wish you a merry christmas and a happy new year i've come to live with you mother said daisy her lips fairly trembling oh mother but that was just as much as the lips were capable of doing hold on said ben there's more things in this box a whole raft of dresses and things i suppose no as true as my name is benjamin foster bryant there's another doll sure enough a lovely little woman in a long new market buttoned to her toes and a charming little storm hood out of which the sweetest face peeped as daisy bent forward to make out the name from alice castleton to daisy isabel bryant with happy new year wishes there were many other things in that box a whole raft of dresses and things as ben had said also a cunning little bedstead all made up ready for nelly may to sleep on and a set of china dishes for her refreshments so eager were they all in their admiring examination of the pretty things that they almost forgot there was another box ben being a boy was ready for it first but declared that he could tell before opening what was in it there was another doll of course oh no daisy said but her cheeks were very red again and she came over to get the first peep when the cover was lifted the fair baby who met her gaze 
asleep on her little bed, with one chubby arm thrown back of her head, and one foot doubled under her, looked so much like life, that for a minute all four, after the first breathless examination from Daisy, stood and looked, saying nothing. At last Ben was equal to his favorite and most expressive remark, "'Well, I never!' Then they fell to unpacking. The baby was found to open its eyes as soon as it was stood on its feet. It also had brought its bed along, and a supply of lovely white slips, Mrs. Bryant called them, and was Little Emmeline from New York. So a card under the pillow declared. To undertake to describe the Bryant family for the remainder of that day would be a task quite beyond my powers. Line declared she was but six years old, she was sure, and wanted to do nothing but dress and undress dollies. And Mrs. Bryant said she did not wonder. It was enough to make even her into a child again, to see such an array of lovely dollies. But if they said this at eleven o'clock, what do you think they said by seven that evening? When the afternoon express came in, no less than five boxes were brought to the little brown house, each of them addressed to Miss Daisy Isabel Bryant, and each containing a dolly. With the five o'clock train there came seven more boxes, and by six the little study was literally overflowing with children, sitting on the new shelves, standing in rows against the walls, or lying on their own little beds. One of the cunningest was named the little girl who will not be dressed. Sure enough, a little barefooted darling, with her hair in her eyes and her hands spread out, and for clothing only a short striped skirt with straps over her shoulders. When Line stood her against the wall, she declared that she looked for all the world like the rogue who was visiting at Dr. Priestley's, and who always ran away, the nurse said, before he was dressed in the morning." but excitement though very great did not really reach white heat until a box larger than the others was opened and found to contain a very remarkable family five in number two great rag dolls with woolly heads and thick red lips and white eyes dressed in the brightest colors imaginable and three sweet-faced charmingly dressed dollies exhibiting every variety of costume the card which accompanied them read the Misses Cecilia Rosamond, and Gabrielle Rushington, and their two maids, Topsy and Terzy, who have all come to live with Daisy Isabel Bryant, and bring with them the love and good wishes of the four little Cushman girls who live in Atlanta. What a pity I could not show you pictures of all those dollies! What a pity I could not photograph that study for you when they were all arranged for the night! Thirty-five dolls in dignified rows around that astonished little room. Daisy had arranged and rearranged, with the help of her mother and line. Even Ben lent a hand when the family grew too numerous for management without him. "'Talk about the old woman who lived in her shoe,' he said to Daisy, poising one of the latecomers, named Greta from over the seas, on the palm of his hand, as he made careful scrutiny of the shoes she wore. Why, she was nothing compared to you. What in the world will be done with them all? I'll have to build you an orphan asylum. No, 
said daisy stopping short in the midst of her anxious putting of the baby to bed arranging her little arms in the same sweet way they were when she arrived don't say that ben they are not orphans i am their mother whereupon ben burst into the loudest laugh the little house had heard that day if she isn't ready to mother every one of them he said why daisy do you mean to say you are going to adopt even this little dutch party she hasn't been over from germany a month if she has a week she is dutch from her plastered down hair to her queer-looking feet daisy laid the baby down hastily and came over to ben in her eyes a reproachful look give her to me she said with dignity i don't like her made fun of i don't really seems as if she could understand i like her if she is dutch she cannot help not being as pretty as the others but i shall love her all the same with a good deal of effort ben checked the laugh that wanted to peal forth again it was too queer but daisy was in as evident earnest as she had ever been in her life she had opened her heart and taken in the whole company dutch girl colored maids and all she is the queerest little mixture of baby and grown-up woman i ever saw in my life he said when daisy was at last tucked away for the night so worn out from the unusual excitement that her mother could not help feeling a little anxious about her sometimes she has such wise thoughts that it seems as though she must be a great deal older than she is and sometimes she is just a baby herself you ought to go and look at her now ben said line she is sound asleep with d dunmore in her arms and nelly may's bedstead close beside her crib and the dutch girl you laughed at lies with her square head on the other pillow she said she would have to hold d in her arms because she began to love her first and could not help wanting her real close but she was never going to let that dutch dolly suppose that because she was so fleshy and her clothes were not so pretty as the others she did not think a great deal of her daisy is too funny for anything you don't either of you know where arabella aurelia is said mrs bryant come with me and i'll show you so they all tiptoed in to see mrs bryant turned down the sheet with careful hand and there was arabella aurelia the beloved armchair dolly lying flat upon her mother's bosom closer even than d dunmore with all her beauty she asked me said mrs bryant when they had tiptoed back again whether if i had had a prettier little girl than she come to live with me i would give her her place i'd like to see you find a prettier girl said ben with energy then after a moment mother what in the world will she do with all those dolls i'm sure i don't know his mother said then the bryant family looked at one another and laughed End of chapter five